Well, hello and welcome to Ear Read This, The Foul Papers. My name's Ash. And I'm ill. And you're ill. Oh, and I'm Adam. Adam. How are you doing? I'm ill. Yeah. I'm quite sick. Yeah, I know we've we've already said, haven't we? But I don't know if I don't know if Ash is going to be committed enough to edit out all of the the sick noises I'm going to be making through this podcast. So. Well, it just depends if they come directly after my punchlines or on top of is on what I'm aiming of, for. Yeah, yeah, completely inextricable. What's what is it you've got? Is it bird flu or I don't know. I mean, the birds aren't helping. No. Certainly. Incidentally, you know that um, book you were asking me about a while ago? Oh, which one? The Sebastian Folks one. You said the title was Dinner Bell. Yeah, yes. Well, it turns out it's actually called Birdsong. Really? Yeah, but I guess you just confused those two things. Oh. Nice. Nice, he's locking me out again. <laughs> he just won't. I'm emotionally unavailable to the he bird won't. joke. He will not tell us what he does to our feathered friends. <laughs> how's, your, how's your beard? Long. I've broken yeah. my beard trimmer, so can't Last even trim the beard. Last time you said it was acting up a bit, like it was, it wasn't doing what it should. Is it still malfunctioning, or have you taken it in? Uh, I've been trying to. I've been trying to, but it's completely. Have you seen that? There's a big picture book. Yeah, you can see in the graphic novel sections in some places called the the giant beard that was evil. Oh yeah, is, is that what yours? It's is that doing? it's doing a bit of that, turning against you, a bit like horror film. It's always been against me, but now it's just aggressive and mm. unsightly. Does it say stuff or? It whispers to me in, when I'm in bed. Yeah. It tells me, if it helps, it makes me doubt my future. Yeah. Tells me that I'll never accomplish my dreams. Well, you know, you can always take it into the shop and have it looked at. Yeah, into by the beard professional. Um, I think last time we did one of these, it was a little bit poem and song heavy. There was a lot of, there was, there was a lot of um, pre, pre-recorded bits from you on location, yeah. Yeah, and I... Um, much as it is entertaining to hear lots of poems and songs and and you sort of just suffering through them, I think maybe we should like tone that side of it down. So I'm going to, there is a rap battle to come. Okay. Um, but maybe apart from that, I'm going to try and keep the songs down to a minimum. This translates into we haven't prepared anything. That is true as well. But also I think we should go for a slightly more, chat. you know, go, go back to podcasting basics. You yeah. know, stop doing... All of the uh, extra. I, I also want to say back that in the day when we talked for an hour and a half, an hour and a half about, about Lincoln and the Bardo. Yeah. Oh well, that was that was a deleted episode that we're never going to release because <laughs> it was so bad that, that we made the fatal mistake of talking about a book that neither of us gave a shit about. That or, was, or really understood. I think we understood it. I feel like I didn't. I feel like if there's anything there to understand, I didn't get it. I think you were convinced that there was more than met your eye when and you, and you thought it was just is. yeah it's completely surface level i think it's surface level yeah i'm also deciding to retire you're the... going to retire finally yeah <laughs> um i'm going to retire not myself but since um caroline duffy's retiring this week i'm going to retire caroline duffy and a couple of other of the rough squad members you know <laughs> last week they jumped in a lot not last week last time we did one of these which is yeah. ages ago uh, we had Joe Wicks, we had Ian Rankin. I feel like these characters have run their course a bit. Yeah. They um, they actually called me up after they, they jumped in last episode. And I said, guys, I, I, I can't really stand you. I, I think we can't, we can't keep affording their fees either. That's true. Yeah. Their, their appearance fees are quite extortionate. And I also think we've maybe played them for all the laughs that could be got. Does this mean that you're going to have to learn some new voices? Well, we'll get to that later. But um, they did send in a farewell song. Which oh, I know is a song and we've just said we won't do many songs, but I'm just going to play it at the end and you can listen to it. And, okay. Um, it's, I mean, it's not very good. It kind of feels like they finished it just before you turned up and so I had to rush the ending. 
Okay. Um, does, the tempo, does it go a bit up-tempo towards the end? Like, they are, they've actually sped it up? I haven't listened to the whole thing yet, okay. but yeah, I'll, I'll play it to you later. Where should we start? Have you read anything good or watched anything good or felt anything good? Uh, what have I been reading? I've, I've read some... I've read The Last Murakami that I haven't read. Mm. My final Murakami. It's always a strange feeling. The last one. I read um, Men Without Women. Okay, yeah. Short story collection. And it's good. It's good. It's um, more of the same. If you like Murakami, you'll like you'll like that. He's yeah. got a very he hits his beats. Yeah, very satisfying to read. But if you're after an author with range, look elsewhere. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, most is this your cold talking? Are you just downing him because you're a big fan, aren't you? I'm a massive fan, but I'm a massive fan of the very narrow yeah things that he does. And God love him. He's got a certain number of his, themes. He has his wheelhouse. He has his wheelhouse. He okay. loves. He, it's possible to get him out of that wheelhouse. He loves it in there. Fair enough. Um, watched anything good? Um, I am finishing, not not adaptation-wise, no. I'm finishing Better Call Saul. Oh, yeah? Uh, I think the last season comes out in 2020, but this is the second to last season. Okay. And it's very good. If you've had any love for Breaking Bad at all, I would recommend it. If you've never watched Breaking Bad, I wouldn't bother. Okay, I won't then. Yeah. Have you watched Hereditary, the horror film? I have. Have you seen Hereditary now? I just watched it the other what day. What do you think? Rubbish. You didn't like it? Oh, God. Yeah. Do we do we like anything that the other likes? Yeah, we do. We've liked some books. Okay. What was rubbish about it? It was one of those horror films that's marketed as just a, you know really, really innovative and different. But I feel like it fits into that category where it's, it's just all the same stuff, but with pauses. <sighs> I quite liked it. Like, they, they mis- mistook being dull for quite a while with being classy, I felt. That's what classy means, isn't it? <laughs> Just pause take, take Take longer to get somewhere. Yeah. Maybe it does. Maybe we've been doing it wrong. But and I also think it has um, crazy bitch syndrome, which a lot of horror movies do. I mean, It I gets know, a bit schlocky at the end as well. Yeah, I don't mind schlocky so much as, obviously, all horror films look at, you know, what's horrifying about us uh-huh. and disgusting about us. And that's part of the fun of horror films. But some seemingly did you, did you, subconsciously... Have you, have you taken this film personally? Is that why you didn't... Oh, no, it? I haven't taken it personally. No, no. Because it's. I, I feel like it was all... <coughs> it was saying things like, you know, your slightly intense and offish wife. Well, 20 minutes of horror film will turn her into a psycho bitch. <laughs> and you know, your daughter with learning difficulties... Who's yeah, a bit there was, creepy. There was shades of that. She's a psycho bitch. Yeah. And creepy old gran as well. Creepy old gran. Crusty old bitch. Did you ever see The Visit? Uh, no. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Lady in the Water. Uh, Signs. Mm. Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, Shyamalan. Yeah. That was the most recent film he's done that was actually any good. Oh, really? And that has I really want to watch a good horror people. film. It's been years since I've watched a decent one. I'd recommend The Visit. Okay, I'll try that. It reminded me of the Babadook hereditary. I, I like the Babadook as well. Oh, I did, yeah, same kind of thing. Like, <sighs> did you like the, it? Did you watch it? Follows. Yeah, I liked it. Follows. Okay, that was probably the last horror film I, I liked. I, I just liked the. Did you like Freddy vs Jason? <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever seen Freddy vs Jason. Did you like Gremlins too? Uh, I don't think I've seen any Gremlins <laughs> films. I'm going to keep asking you if you've seen. Are you trying to nail down films? exactly the correlation that of horror films? I've, that got, I really I've, like. got, I've got a system. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, well, we'll keep working. You on increasingly it. obscure questions. I want you to come on in a few weeks and go. 
I've nailed it. I've got the formula. This is your favourite horror film. Have you seen film. Billy Jack? I haven't, I haven't even heard of Billy Jack. Uh, have you seen What's ha- Manos, Hands of Fate? I have seen Manos. My uh, brother's a big fan of Manos, Hands of Fate. Uh-huh. Billy Jack is about a half-Native American man who gets back from Vietnam. A half-Native American yes. man? Okay. And he Which starts half? kicking ass and taking names. Uh, oh, okay. His hat, mostly. His, his hat, <laughs> okay. And there's a very acoustic-y, hippie soundtrack. And it's a horror film? No. No. Okay. No, it's just from the same era. I was going to say, it doesn't sound like a horror film. You seen Rosemary's Baby? Yeah, I watched that I've a couple of weeks Rosemary's ago. Baby, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. No, I thought Babadook... You heard about it... the sequel? No. Rosemary's Baby Part 2. Baby's Baby? Uh, there's, a f- there's a film, there's a direct-to-TV film sequel called Whatever Happened to Rosemary's Baby. Uh, that was terrible. I can't remember what the title of the book was, but there was it was it was Ira Ira Levin. Yeah, Ira Levin. Yeah, Ira Levin. And this, <laughs> that's how I felt after I finished the second yeah. baby book. It's about um, it's a vaguely vaguely veiled metaphor about the death of John Lennon. Oh my god! Yeah, because the apartment that Lennon and Ono lived in was the one that the apartment in Rosemary's Baby was based on. Yeah. And in the second one, they actually move into the real apartment block. And oh. there's a lot of overt references to the death know. of Lennon, but it's two, men, it's two years too early. Oh, no, a good horror movie name. She's a good horror movie villain. Yeah, mate, have you seen that video of her and, uh, and Chuck Berry and John yes, Lennon? Yes, and she starts screaming over the top of Chuck Wait, Berry. Is she playing a triangle or something? or just? I thought it was a tambourine, but either yeah. way she just... Or, or is it some kind of drum? Yeah. Either way, she just makes a whole load of... And I love the um, the face that Chuck Berry makes. <laughs> it's so funny, that. And he just like looks at John Lennon like, what the what, what have you brought what me? What's going on? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I think that covers... Felt anything good? I did ask for Fields, if there's anything... Not for a couple of years. No, okay, fair enough. Well, let's not go into that. <laughs> Oh, here's some um, here's some kind of standard podcast content. Or some gubbins. What do you think is the le- uh, uh, less common vision? Someone with an eye patch or someone with a hook for a hand? <sighs> this isn't going to be really horribly tasteless, I promise. Just the, the least common one. Yeah, the less common. I feel like I've seen more eye patches than I've seen hook hands. Right. Guess how many eye patches I've seen this week. Guess how many hooks for hands. Uh, two eye patches. Mm-hmm. Uh, eighteen hooks for hands. Ah, oh, well, you've sort of like taken the wind out of my story. I've seen no eye patches. And how many hook hands? Three. Really? Yeah. Did you see the same one three times? No, no, three. It, and it wasn't someone who got three arms. No, I didn't. I didn't think that. Really unlucky. No, three different people with hooks for hands. What would you rather have? What's I mean, hook, hook for hand, hand obviously. Yeah. Would it be modular? Yeah, you know, you can't hook porridge. I'd like to be able to sit at breakfast and... Uh... Not with that attitude. <laughs> if it was thick enough, you could I kind of... I don't think hooking porridge is a matter of attitude. Hooking porridge is a great bad name. Hooking porridge. Hooking porridge. Anyway, yeah, I thought that would... I thought that was madly what, what, interesting. What, what context When I saw the in? second hook for hand, I thought, well, this is to... going on the fucking You didn't even podcast. tell me where you saw the first one. So I saw one in Tesco. Down, for sale. Down the road for here. Not for sale. No, it was a person, Adam. Show some respect. <laughs> you can't... You... You can't, just, you can't just call them a hook hand. Well, they had a hook for a hand. I'm not calling them a hook hand. I thought you were calling them a hook hand. I thought this was no, a no, no, hook for a hand. Okay. They had a hook for a hand. Well, One of them was a very... Someone who looks like... She, I, I don't know. She looked like a CEO. 
But with a, was it one of those ones that had like the elastic and it was like a little pincy? No, it did did have a little black plastic kind of snub on the top, though. Like a cork on top of a... Yeah, but like black plastic cork. But it was like an actual just straight hook. Full-on hook, yeah. Is is, is that legal? The first guy I saw at Tesco had a full-on hook and no snub. Is that legal? Is that just like like walking around with a meat hook? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I I don't understand. You haven't told you about the third guy yet. Bloody hell, what was the... Th- St. Andrew's, uh, St. Andrew's Square. St. Agro Square. Angro. <laughs> well, it sort of looked like Agro Square. St. Agro. He You've had seen St. Agro. A hip, uh, hip flask. A hip flask and a hook for a hand. Really? But he had like a... It looked like it could be a diamond-encrusted hip flask. That's a pirate you've seen. Well, I was going to say, I haven't been to any pirate conventions. These are all just walking around my very narrow... Um, What's your favourite pirate joke? Not any to do with R. I've got quite a good one that's to oh, do with on. R, though. Go on, then. What's a pirate's favourite letter? Is it the C? Oh, you, that, there was a secondary punchline and you fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, to be fair, how many times on this podcast have you done that to me? Uh, multiple times every multiple episode, times. so I guess this is how it feels. Do you want to get some revenge? Sure. Because I did write a little song, but it's it's more of a, you know, you've got a cold and I thought maybe you could do with a with an uplifting song oh please and it's a proper song as well so um i've had like 18 lemsip today i need to try something else this is definitely an 18 lemsip sort of song brilliant there's a grave digger hollowing hollows makes his grave bigger (laughs) i walk and i whistle yet wallowing follows what's this in the thistle Oh, look, it's Adam swallowing swallows. Wow. See, that's put a smile on your face. It has, but I don't think it's the right kind of smile. This is like this is like the polite smile when you see somebody... It's actually a dangerous smile. It's a I-need-to-feed-now <laughs> smile. Um, what do you think about the poet Lorette? Poet, po- poet Lorette? Poet Lorette. No, not, not heard of Lorette. Um, yeah, Lorette's the new poet Loretta. Laureate. Yeah. Uh, Simon Simon Armitage Simon Scottish Armitage Yeah, do you think it's a cynical move to try and put the sexy back in poetry? That's what people are saying Well, I mean, Caroline Duffy was already I mean, I don't think the sexy ever left, put it that way I think she was too aggressive to be considered You know, like a Simon Armitage is quite aggressive in a way Simon Armitage, no, he's he's not aggressive He's he's standoffish Where's he from? Is he Scottish? No, he's from Yorkshire He's from Yorkshire, okay, I thought he was Scottish Poetry is a medium of dissent I've never read any Simon Armitage. Words nor have I heard don't him speak. even fit on page. <laughs> Whoops, that's embarrassing. Um, I better warn you now that his voice fits directly into my own wheelhouse of accents, so it might be a very long poet laureate shit for you. <laughs> Simon Armitage texting you to tell, telling you yeah. to stop doing his voice. I've heard your fucking podcast. <laughs> Let me just nip that right in the bud right now. <laughs> I've heard what you've done to Duffy, you bastard. <laughs> Uh, how do you feel about that? Do you think he's well, the right I, choice? I don't, I don't know any of his stuff. Yeah. I was, I had opinions about Caroline Duffy because I'd actually read some of her poetry. Okay. But Simon Armitage, apart from seeing his books up there on shelf, I have no idea. On shelf. On shelf. It's quite amazing, the poet laureate ship. You know, eight poet laureates before... Is the plural of laureate laureate? No, it's laureates. Okay. okay. Um, eight poet laureates before him. How many have there been? Not very many. Okay. But eight before him is Tennyson. 
Really? Yeah. When was this instituted? Oh, I, I can't remember. But the, the first few are all quite political. They're all they're all oh. sort of um, who who decides? I think the Queen. Okay. Or God. Or God. I don't know. Are they poet laureate elect answering only to God? Yeah. I think okay. whoever says, oh, God's, God's chosen me now. So is it, uh, I was about to ask if it was for life, but Carolyn Duffy's still alive. It's not for life, no. Although I think Tennyson died in office. Do you have a, is there a tenure or can you just keep God for as long as you feel like it? Who knows? You might get evicted. You might, you might retire. Is there like a poet laureate's cottage? Yeah, I fucking hope so. You yeah. can live in somewhere. Well, if you win the PG Wodehouse Award for, for comic fiction, you get a pig. What, like in Blandings? Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. So you'd hope that if you're the Poet Laureate, you get a... A live pig? Yeah, proper pig. That seems more like a punishment than a prize. Wow. We're very different men, really. (laughs) (laughs) Shall we we do a Goodreads? Let's do a Goodreads. I've got a good... I've got a good Goodreads this week. Okay, well, let's just storm through the... um, Storm through last week. We went for Pickwick. We were yes. very cowardly, really, because I guessed four. You guessed 3.9. 3.9. The actual rating is 3.83, so you did pull off... This is my first win. You pulled off a, a, a little lead. Um, I got 0.17. You got 0.7. I think, there's still, that is. I think there's still two full points, at least, between us. Um, or more. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it could all go south with a, with a good... A, a good kind of shocking result. Uh, y- your current score now is 5.08. Oh, fuck. Mine is 2.75. Oh, that's quite a lot. Okay. You've I've got, got time. A, You've got time. I've really got to rate it in with this one. Do you want to go first with your... I'll go first. Cool. So, I have Ghostbusters 2, the book of the film. Okay. <laughs> written by David Haightley, whose other notable works are uh, Rupert and the Old Hat, Rupert and the Magic Seeds, and The Christmas Robin. Clearly, Christmas Robin. Clearly, the next logical progression was to write the movie adaptation. Well, the book a, adaptation of Ghostbusters too. There's a there's a funny crossover with the Christmas Robin and my pick for you. Okay. Um, uh, what I just wanted before we go on uh, a selling point. Yeah. For this book, uh, dozens of photos from the hit film. Right. Okay. So that answers my question, which was going to be, was it a promotional thing before the film came out? It looks like it... a Ladybird book. Oh. See. I haven't seen Ghostbusters 2, but as far as I'm aware, its reputation is not good. It's still good, but definitely not living up to Ghostbusters 1. So I suspect that the novel is going to be ranked pretty low. I give nothing away. So um, I'm going to give it 2.5. Okay, 2.5 for Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. Your book for this week is... We Wish You a Ferret Christmas by Nikki Lynn Barrett. I feel like it's very obvious the way you find yours. <laughs> what do you mean? You've just typed the word ferret in. Yeah, yeah. Can, uh, you, can you guess what I typed in to find this? Uh, well, it won't be Ghostbusters. No. Is it something... To, his surname was quite funny. Hate I typed in the word hate. Hate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just describing how you feel right now? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. We'll Give me that title again. Quickly. We, wrap, uh, we Wish You a Ferret Christmas by Nikki Lynn. Is this Barrett. a fiction, a non-fiction, a paperback? Do you want to hear the book description? Oh, absolutely. This novella is part of the Christmas Pets and Kisses bundle <laughs> coming to your e-readers October 6th. Release date for this book on its own is December the 1st. One lost and found ferret 
may bring two broken families together this Christmas. That's a lot of that's a lot of weight to put on that ferret's shoulders. I know. <clears throat> He's a ferret, not a marriage counsellor. As far as I know about ferret care, you know, you really shouldn't give them that much emotional labour. No, I've I, I've heard that ferrets don't make very good family therapists. Yeah. So it's about two broken fa- families and the ferret in between. What do you reckon? Uh, how many ratings has it had? Or am I not allowed to know that? Ooh, that's a cheeky question. But yeah, I'll tell you. It's got had 44 ratings. Bloody hell. So it's, it's not... Ghostbusters 2 only had six. Oh, damn. Oh, well, I guess 2.5. That would be, you know... Oh, 44 ratings for Ferret Christmas. We wish you a Ferret Christmas. I'm going to go bold. Yeah? Four. <sighs> okay. Let me just write those down because I always forget. Four and what did I guess? 2.5. 2.5. Okay. Well, we will check in with that next time. And we all, we all, you we, know. should we discuss at this point what the forfeit is going to be? Because we, we've talked generally about, is it going to be an ear don't read this thing? Like, well, I feel like if we, did, if we talked about this earlier, <laughs> I'd have been very vindictive. You'd make the forfeit really hard. I still think like we're, we're going to do about three or four of these more before... We top them up. Uh, it could go south for me fast. Okay. I, d- I think it's all to play for. Okay. What, what, what level of forfeit are we talking about here? Something we have to do on the podcast? Something in our real lives? Well, obviously I want to turn it into content, so <laughs> I'd rather it wasn't something in our real lives. Okay. But like, you know, punch yourself in the dick. <laughs> yeah, uh, visual content yeah. for this podcast. Tell your family you'll, 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 you'll never contact them again, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> That's not going to be very fun content, is it? Okay, um, should we have one forfeit, or should we have personal forfeits that each person has to do if they lose? If you see what I mean. Oh, I see. Um, maybe that would be better. Yes. Okay. I think we could make it more personally humiliating that way. Okay, cool. So, I mean, the only thing I thought of was that um, whoever loses, the other person gets to choose what book we do for a, another ear don't read this. That was similar to what I was thinking. I was thinking that somebody had to force a book, could yeah. force a book on the other person. Yeah. Another another Patterson. Another, yeah. Or uh, a bloody... Um, Something Mills and Boone. Something Mills and Boone. Yeah, we could do that. Okay. Okay. Well, we're thinking in the same sort of... We're thinking in the same zone. Zone. Okay, cool. If this is a book podcast. We've got to keep it book. Yeah, let's keep it on the books. Did you book know adjacent. that this book podcast has been listened to in Brazil? Really? Yeah. That was me. Just imagine that for a second. I mean, it's probably in somewhere like Rio, but I like to think of it as happening in the jungle. <laughs> To all of our Brazilian listeners, very yeah. sorry. We don't actually think that Brazil is just just a big jungle. You know, it's a very oh, metropolitan but wouldn't, country. Wouldn't that be brilliant if someone was canoeing up through the mangroves? Where else have we been listened to that you might not expect? Um, oh, all over the place. Got any ones in Russia? Uh, I think so, yeah. Okay. Australia. Okay, wow. Australia, to be honest, is the reason I don't like the Babadook. I just, I can't feel empathy for Australians in trouble. <laughs> You know, someone might as well be chasing, an, like, a leaf around with They aren't really human, are they? Uh, I mean... I, I'm not I putting words in your mouth, far. but you've, you've, you, have, you have said in the <laughs> you, past... You sort of put, you put, you put slightly bad words you in have, your mouth. You, you have said in the past that Australians are a blight on the legacy of humanity. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they're not human. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, you've, you've, you've commandeered a lovely story there, which is about being listened to in Brazil. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Or it could be someone in, in York with a VPN. Oh, yeah, forget about that. 
But why? Why would? Why would they listen to our fucking podcast to create, with, a, create, with a Brazilian VPN to create content? Yeah. Okay. I mean, really, the only person that might do that to try and increase our prestige is me or you. And I don't listen to the podcast. And I don't know how to use VPNs. <laughs> so. It's, it's now a good time to say that I've never actually listened to an episode of this podcast Yeah, well, yeah, no, it's fair enough. Thank you I for everyone you else who can put up with my own voice, but I, I just can't do it. Yeah, well, I, I really think that's that's showing a, a high degree of arrogance on your part. A bit like an actor who says they refuse to watch themselves on screen. It's like, well, why blight the rest of us? You know, Jared Leto. <laughs> Bloody Jared. Oh, does, does he do that? Yeah. Well, well they all do. Like fuck's sake. I bet Johnny Depp's a bit like that with his scarf. Puts a scarf over his head as he goes. I feel into like the jo- Johnny Depp has gone the way of Nicolas Cage. Like he's he's just doing going through the motions at this point. Mm, I think Nicolas Cage has got a bit more class. I think for every six films he does to pay off his back taxes, he does one that he actually enjoys. Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I think he enjoys all of them. I don't think he enjoys all of them. You haven't seen the um, what's called Left Behind. The film where he's a pilot and the rapture happened. <laughs> Wasn't enjoying that. Yeah. Uh, he, he enjoyed Mandy, though. Did you see Mandy? Oh, I heard a lot about Mandy. Oh. Is that a horror film I should watch? It's not a horror film, really. Oh. It's more like a... Well, it was horror. Music video? Okay. It's, it's a weird... It's a love letter to 70s and 80s metal album covers and fantasy fiction. Campy fantasy fiction and metal album covers. Okay. Had a had a had a film baby and it was Mandy. A metal album color covers. Like imagine like a sort of sort of prog rock metal album cover from sixties, seventies, eighties with a sort of weird alien landscape on it. Okay, right. It's got that kind of vibe to it. Fair enough. Good music as well. Oh, I'll check it out. There's a bit where I think Nicolas Cage actually has a drunken meltdown. I've never seen Someone just turns the camera on. I've never seen a cameraman whose camera work was so frightened. <laughs> Well, you know how um, we've gone to rap battles in the past? We have, yeah. There was that time you sent me with the recorder because you couldn't make it yourself. Yeah, so um, I decided, you know, the format for that is actually a bit twisted. So instead, I've just invited the two battlers today in. Oh, Jesus. Um, just so we can cut out all There's of the... There's not that much space in this, in this, in this re- recording studio. Well, you better back up because these guys really want to go at each for other. For anyone who doesn't know, we record this in a four foot by four foot box. Yeah, yeah. We're um, actually, actually double layered. Ash is above me right now. Well, it's lucky that one of the battlers today is a toad because he takes oh. up less space. Um these guys, I mean, we're going to have to just get this tension out of the way, Adam, but you and I are going to watch this and referee, can okay. you just hold him back and I'll hold this guy back Okay. and uh, we'll just get into Who it. have I got here? Who's this one? So today it's uh, Captain Nemo versus uh, Mr. Toad. Oh, okay. um, Captain Nemo, hey, hey, chill out. Adam, just pull him back a bit. Oh, I think he, I, I, his, his prejudice against all things aquatic is really, yeah, it's, really going to struggle it's here. It's going to blow over. Guys, just instead of... You know, starting anything aggressive. Can you just get it out in verse, please? Okay, here we go. The rules, Captain Nemo, you're first. Begin. Let me park my submarino up your ass. I'll patch a keyhole. I'm a cool recluse. I live under sea, though. Tonight, your wife will be finding Nemo. Ah. I'm an aquatic phenomenon. King amongst men, I'm a soggy as Solomon. Dominant arm, I'll give cock to a bollocking. Check out my calling card, colophon. Moving within the moving element. For all you poop-poop and choo-choo, where you move to's irrelevant. <laughs> you stink, you pre-war, prepubescent, English dilly-dally lout. 
Your countryside's a sausage fest, but all you do is funny about. <laughs> well, I breakfast in the Arctic and dine in the Caribbean. I'm a better man than you on the better amphibian. If I'm not sinking ships, I'm slapping sharks in the dick. Your coolish accent <laughs> scenes on a barge wearing fake tits. I built an electric submarine from pieces arriving by mail. When you try to pull off a picnic with friends, you end up homeless and thrown into jail. <laughs> I'll show you how we treat friends who can't learn their lesson. Come below decks. Keep your little dress on. You let rodents take over your house, you fool. If I found a weasel, I would use him as fuel. Or put him in a stew with you. Give my crew made brothers a treat. Crank the heat till I hear your body burst, bubble and squeak. Now I put an arrow in your back and it's your cue to release the venom. But remember, I am not your enemy, Toad. Your enemy is Mr. Heron. Okay, where's time. Um, where's, where's Nemo from? Well, don't. That was a world accent. Look at look at his face, Adam. Oh, okay. I pissed him off a little bit. I think you should maybe not ask that. Yeah. Do you want to just cue in your guy? Oh, he's fuck. He was of donation, wasn't he? That was the point. Yeah. Um, Okay. Mister Toad looks like he's got something to fire back with, though. Okay. Do you want to cue him in? Three, two, one. Begin. The soldiers will be partying and making quite a din. Outside the children jump for joy and so do those within. The queen will draw her sword and say, let's all honour him when the toad came on your chin. Hello, sailor. Poop, poop. Nice verse. Let me follow it. First, I'll wash that semen off. Oh, no, you swallowed it. Toadie's Don of the Pond, you're a fishy little dweeb. Swim another 20,000, I'm still out of your league. Nice driving, dickhead. Least when I crashed, I hit one of many trees. You had the open ocean for your bloody sea safari and still managed to total your boat on calamari. Still, I've made bigger splashes sitting on the bog. I'd watch what I say about toads if I was written by a frog. You're living underwater like a burk. Well, I'm coming up, Trump's like a burp. I knew your morning manistan was doomed from the first, because without badger, rat and mole, I'm in a hole. It's just the worst. You're a batshit fascist gone salty and senile. You spend your time teaching sea lions to see Kyle. But wait, you're sort of Indian or French or from vaguely overseas. You did get fucked by a big old squid. I'm guessing Japanese. <laughs> you whack backstories unbelievable, mon frere, and that's coming from a talking toad who combs his fucking hair. Try to stay chipper, skipper. Life's a trial, dog. Keep your upper lip stiffer than your dialogue. Sure, I'll come aboard in my washerwomaning hose. I'll charm a captain to his cabin with my singing and my silly shows. Drop the lights, I'll drop my tights, and as the bed sheet billows, push you under and poop, poop, Dutch oven, your brother, feel the wind in the pillows. Fucking hell. Okay, guys. Oof, chill, 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 chill. I mean, my votes, my votes for Toad. Yeah, do you yeah. reckon? He was a bit brutal, wasn't he? That was incredible. Well, at least they're looking like they're going off in each other's arms, so I think they've made up. Yeah. It's nice when one ends happily, because usually they end up I in... I think actually Toad's, Toad's dead and battered at yeah. this point, I think. Uh, okay, well, he is maybe French, so... <laughs> maybe French. Maybe French. We didn't actually talk about books that much. Uh, we d- went straight to films. Fuck Have you read anything decent? We've talked about books... Did we? We talked about where I read Murakami. We didn't talk oh, about. Oh, sorry. Yeah, didn't no. talk about what you read though. Oh, yeah. I've just started the Vore, as you noticed when you walked in. And I mean, I had a, I had a gut reaction to that. Well, one. I, and I said, Adam, that's content. Get it down. So, uh, so you, you said, you said, shut up, Adam. And shut up. Me across the face. Stop saying things in real life when they could be put on the podcast. <laughs> I I hated it. Okay. Top to bottom, hated it. Like uh, the ideas are fantastic, but was it, you said it was YA level language. Despite Alan Moore saying, "Well, I was going to say, I mean, it, it's a really recent novel, and it has the kind of introduction that makes it sound like it's been a classic for centuries." I can, I can absolutely see why someone 
would like this. But he specifically called out the... I mean, I don't read uh, Alan Moore stuff because I don't really read comic books, but I, j- what I hear of Alan Moore talking, I really like. He seems like a... Alan Moore, really I've... Interesting in, in, the comic, in the comic books I've read of his, big hit or miss. Okay. He was... He was Watchmen, right? Oh, yes. He was. He was all of them. He was all of them. Yeah. I bloody loved Watchmen. Mm. I really, really loved Watchmen as a concept. I even liked the film, even though it was Zack Schneider. Yeah, I liked the film. But back to the Vor, it was not... I don't know what I wanted from it, but it didn't give me it. Well, I'm, a, I'm literally about 20 pages in. My least favourite writing thread or central theme of a book is religious conflict or religious strong religious themes and this is a big that wipes out quite a lot i'm expressing myself wrong i mean in the context of the vor it's like it's the garden of eden it's okay. adam and eve that sang a little song <laughs> that's the um that's as deep as it gets okay remember yeah. this bit from the bible so there's um there's a second one out all right. The herring? The herring? The herring. Can't remember what it's called. But it's got it's an equally strange herring, cover. Surely. It's not called the herring. <laughs> the herring, I think herring. it was, something like that. But I've heard I've heard good things about that one, but I dislike the first one so much I don't want to give any more time. Fair dues. Well I will persevere. You read Terry Pratchett. Not really. I think you would love Terry Pratchett. Yeah. It's exactly your kind of writing. Okay. Well, I will give Terry Pratchett. I, I mean, I, I last read him when I was in school. It was like, in that time we were talking about it when we were talking about um, Conan Doyle. Yes. The sort of Philip K. Dick, Raymond Chandler. Terry, Terry Pratchett, Pratchett was in the mix, as was H.G. Wells. It's the it's the young white boy reading list. It is the young white boy reading list, absolutely, yeah. Uh, George Orwell is on there. George Orwell. Hemingway. Yeah, although I, I didn't Raymond like Carver. Hemingway as a boy, and I still don't really like Hemingway. I liked Hemingway as a boy, then I grew out of it. I loved The Old Man <clears> in the Sea. Yeah, well, the, the Old Man in the Sea is an actual timeless classic. But little else. I mean, I would add to the white boy. I mean, we could add loads to the white boy reading list, but Kerouac. Oh, God, there's a... I, I, I work somewhere. Yeah. I have a job, and I, and I see people reading sometimes. Yeah. And there's a person who comes into my job who's been reading Kerouac for the last seven months. It's funny that, isn't it? When you see someone reading something for fucking years. But it's just like it's... <coughs> I'm guessing you mean on the road. <coughs> oh, you poor, you poor thing! It's the on the road, the original scroll version, and I think the large. He's post- reading it in a scroll. There is a penguin edition of. I'll show you a picture of it. It's, yeah. a, it's basically a photocopy of. Kerak wrote it on a scroll, and it's photocopied and printed in a normal penguin paperback size. And I think most of the time, this person has spent reading this book has been deciphering Kerak's handwriting. Ah. I think they've tried to read it as faithfully as possible. Well, there's, there's, there's one of two answers, really. You're a scholar or a dickhead, if you're doing that. Did he write Dharma Bums? He did, yeah. I hate that book. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> um, Who else is on the white boy reading list? Um, Asimov. Asimov, yes. I mean, we, we should qualify. I don't think everyone on the white boy reading <clears throat> list is bad. I don't no. think Carol. I think On the Road is a great book. But they but it, are... It's, very, it's an age. It's, it's a like, cliche. Read it when you're 14. Uh, Salinger. Oh uh, yeah, well, not so good. I feel I feel like you shouldn't read Catcher in the Rye after you're 16. No, I feel like there's a there's a hard end date on when you can actually still empathise with Holden Caulfield. Yeah, and you don't just find him an insufferable little prick. Yeah, yeah. I've never gone back to that book. I didn't like it in school. You shouldn't. I tried. Yeah. Um, 
I, I mean, I suppose Tolkien. Tolkien, Fitzgerald. Yeah. I think Fitzgerald's better than just a white boy reading this. Oh, no, but that, you just said yourself that it's not that these aren't good. Mm. There is just a... Uh... No, but I'm, I mean, unlike the others that might be better in other ways, I think Fitzgerald could be just as much a, a black girl reading list but I feel <laughs> in like... a way that the others might not be. In that case, then, I feel like this could be more like a big, big, big boys, big book reading list. Like yeah. first, the, first, first a, big boy There's a level book. of machoism, I think, in, in some yes. of it. Yes, there's, there's, there's a level of... Fitzgerald per- isn't very macho. But there's a perceived perceived literary flex. Yeah, uh, some yeah. with, you know, oh, I'm reading War and Peace. You know, yeah, yeah. That nobody reads War and Peace unless they're showing off. <laughs> um, so I read War and Peace. Yeah, I've, I've read <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I did it in this really cool lighting. I looked amazing. God, did you have to go back to the lighting every day for like a yeah. year? Well, I just went around the city finding different bits of cool lighting, chapter by chapter. Let's Actually, not... that would be a really good Instagram post if we read a different chapter of War and Peace and great lighting. I'll edit this out. This sounds like a... I'll actually do that. Let's not talk about James Joyce again, because there be, there be dragons, I think. Well, I think maybe we should, but maybe we should do a whole episode about it. Yes, I, I really do want to get into James Joyce because I think of all the things we've talked about, that's the one we differ most violently on. Maybe Will Self, but we haven't really talked about that much. No, but I, I like, I'm not a not fan of Will Self's writing. I'm just not a fan of Will Self the man. I think there's probably quite a lot of people. Will Self's on that, on that list. <laughs> Will Self, but, Ian Fleming. Yeah, Ian Fleming, definitely. Yeah. Now we're just naming authors. Yeah, well, a certain type of author, to be fair. George MacDonald Fraser. Yep, absolutely. Have you ever read any of the Flashman books? Yeah. Did you ever read Tom Brown's School Days? Yep. I never. Did, uh, is it worth reading Tom Brown's School Days? Not if you've already read Flashman. Does Flashman just eclipse it? Yeah. Okay. Read Flashman, and you'll get all you need to know. Right. This. This. You, you can tell this is a really weird, disjointed podcast because I'm going to go off on another one. Who wrote Goodbye, Mister Chips? Oh Jesus! Uh, welcome to book trivia. Let's do at some point in the future. We can keep this in. Uh, an episode about English public school literature. Oh, well, I've just read an amazing one. What have you read? I've read... Uh, when I say, what have you read recently? These are the things you need to say. It's funny um, It's funny you mentioned Goodbye, Mr. Chips, because it's someone you've mentioned on the podcast before. Is it? A really early podcast. Shit. Involving Dalai's... I'm not going to get it. Uh, James Hilton. Oh, did James Hilton write Goodbye, Mr. Chips? Yeah, Ch- yeah. I, I think I actually did know that. I think I'm actually on... Well, I think... I think I'm on reason, record saying that. I was, I was going to say, I think the only reason I know who wrote Goodbye, Mr. Chips is because you told me. I have a really bad memory. Because I've never read it and I haven't read Lost Horizon, but you talked passionately about Lost Horizon on a very early podcast of Bloody ours. love Lost Horizon. Yeah. But English public school boy lit. I read a brilliant one. I read what, Robert Graves' is. Uh, memoir goodbye to all that and get this so he's at by this this is this is straight biography yeah so it's it's principally a, a memoir of the trenches world war one but before <sighs> he gets to the trenches, has got a bit of Roald Dahl in it though like what the first school and then war yeah it's, it, it's better though okay um he's uh at his boarding school I forget what name it is there's this bit about how he thinks that nine out of ten current homosexuals he's writing this in about uh, after the war so in the 20s okay um are not true homosexuals but people who had to pretend in boarding school and now find it too awkward to back out oh my god and he said you know i was that, in love that, that, that is a 
that is a social problem that I'd never even thought about. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and it sounds perhaps like it's exaggerated, but when you when you meet a few of the characters that he brings up, you go, no, maybe the English are that repressed that just out of awkwardness they wouldn't bother. He 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 describes just how much hysterical fear there was of the opposite sex. And and then, I mean, in the case of Robert Graves, it was intruded on by the war. Whilst he was actually in boarding school, he he started a... a, There was an amazing quote from one of the um, masters who said, my boys are often amorous, but never erotic. Oh, God, what does that mean? It means that they had sort of love relationships, but they'd never do anything like sex because teenagers... You know, teenagers, they hate having sex. If there's one thing teenagers totally avoid, it's... This is... This mindset is the plot to, like, half of the episodes of Morse. Yeah, yeah. Of repressed intellectual homosexuals killing themselves. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the casualness that's shocking, though. It's not the killing themselves, and it's not the extremes. Like, he... Robert Graves, who goes on to be, I mean, a prolific heterosexual. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he, at school, he has a love relationship with a younger boy called Dick, which, uh, oh no, he calls him Dick okay. in the book to protect his identity. But he's the, Dick's like 12 and he's about 15. And this is a book where he's getting thrashed, you know, for not conjugating Latin properly. And when word gets out that he started up a relationship with this boy called, not called Dick, but yeah. called Dick in the book, uh, he's invited, this is the weirdest bit, he's invited into the master's office and counselled to call it off. Wow. Uh, and then he says, no, he, he like quotes Plato and Shakespeare and says, I'm not going to call it off. Uh, the great men have always pro- profiteered off relationships with younger boys. Um and the master says, well, fair point, and lets him go. And then it becomes more of a problem, image-wise, and so he's called up to the headmaster's office. Jesus. And he goes, now, come on, Graves, I really wish you would call this off with this 12-year-old. Uh-huh. And he says, I, I just won't, and storms out. But it just seems to me like it's absolutely batshit that one minute you're thrashing him because he doesn't know his Latin well enough, and the next minute, <coughs> when he, a legal age uh, teen is carrying on with a 12-year-old, you're calling him in and talking to him as if he's, as if he's conducting an affair with a, a, a now, wife now, of your friend. No, no, enough of that. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> sit down, Robert. Have a cigar. I've been wanting to talk for you for a long time. It's, it's just non, it's so crazy to me. It is <clears throat> symptomatic of the way that school children are treated in the UK. But not those ones. That, that seems like a massive blind spot. Well, as in... You know, in, they're in the, in the, the way that they're enshrined in literature mm. is it's a rose-tinted view of what these authors remember their school days being like with lots of rugger and everyone yeah. pulling together and all of this chummy, good-for-your stuff. Yeah. And when I mean that's emblematic of how school children are treated is school is a, can be a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. But then you're just encouraged to. I don't know if it's the same with your school, but the second I was out the door, I was getting letters for donation money. Remember your old, remember your old place. Yeah. And it's just like remember, remember the good, don't remember the bad. Yeah. I think there's a big problem there, and I think there's several, several books that do explore 
these darker themes of the, the darker side of the public school. Well, Graves, I think, along with Conan Doyle, who we talked about, yeah. abandoned their schools for somewhat similar reasons, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, left left unhappily, but certainly both Conan Doyle and Graves. Well, I think it was a lot easier, or at least more common back then to leave school yeah. early to pursue your own. I don't know if either of them left early, but they certainly left like not loyal. Yeah, under a cloud. Yeah. You do read of lots of writers who are lifelong devotees of this school but then you also get like just just william which is just like oh it's just all a good laugh yeah well we've 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 had a we've wound a wound a, an interesting we've wandered a, an interesting yeah path. so listen uh so listen i'm gonna <laughs> listen up listen up. i'm gonna um in the spirit of the song i sung earlier all things must come to an end and i think we're gonna ring the bell this is it the last one bye everyone bye last last series this see you later um <laughs> We're going to ring the bell on uh, Caroline Duffy, uh, Ian Rankin. Can you put a bell sound effect in there? Yeah, I'll put I'll put a gong for each of them. Okay. And uh, and Joe Wicks, but the uh, and the Rough Squad. Can you see if you can find that um, the the uh, the music they play over the memorial section of the Oscars? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll I'll, I'll try and uh, I'll try and play it over the over this uh, song which they've sent. Uh, but I, instead of. Um, Talking about it afterwards, I thought maybe we'd use it as our as our sign off music today. Okay. Uh, to bid these characters farewell. Um, so. How solemn. <laughs> until next time, um, I'm Ash. And I'm Adam. And we'll be back. I can't remember what we'll be back with. I think something a bit Shakespeare. Probably. But uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. See you then. Bye. Oh, there's music. Mm. Oh, there's a beat. Alright, motherfuckers, I'm Caroline Duffy. Rough squad, tough nut, hopping that puppy. If you call book podcast stale and stuffy, I'll bust out my dusters and flay you to putty. Or else go listen to ear, read this. Boosh mucks talking books every Friday ish. The tall ones, Adam, girls keeping tits on. His mate's name's Ash, like what Sean Connery sits on. So if you want lit crit with a Prince stick quiz and skits mixed in with Shakespeare beers, I'm here to holler that the theory is if you like that shite, then ear, read this. Alright, I'm Joe Wicks, I'm the fitness tit, here to bosh bash back what the top bitch fished. Step one, go listen to ear read this. Step two, bish into the kitchen, bosh open the fridge. A podcast and a nosh, that's a cheat day bliss. There, eat that and ear read this. Bish, 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 bosh. Ear read bish, 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 bosh. Bosh cast bish, 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 bish. Bish, 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 what am I seeing? Is it a bish? Is it a bosh? No, it's MC Ian. Ian Rankin, coming in tanking. Let's get this podcast ranking high like Ian Skanking. Because everyone knows, anything going, Ian shoves up his nose. Molly, beer, shrooms, blow, sniffy, sniffy, up it goes. <laughs> Dolphins, kilts, bad phones, all of it's going right up me nose. It's hungry, it's Thursday, it's Monday, it's Thursday. I'm sniffing days and unable to speak because I snorted me words and the days of the week. Sniff, 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 sniff. Ian to the ranking, gold bars banking. Home in half an hour, might just squeeze a wankin. Right, cheers, Ian, not quite on brief. Duffy's back in the seat, so hail to the chief. Dog boy, drop a beat, Ian. Have a lie down, Carol gets the last word, let me sign out. You don't want to look like something a lorry hit. So obey my last actors, poet, laureate. Need to leave someone I can trust at the helm, I declare, eerie this, the podcast of the realm. <laughs> How long did that take you? <laughs>